ruler attempts to regain his throne. A group of camp counselors juggle love with their daily responsibilities. A newsman faces unforeseen competition. A group of friends battle a zombie apocalypse. A middle-aged man embraces romance. An immigrant from the Soviet bloc encounters America for the first time. Two men try to escape prison time by performing community service. And a local scientist creates a meteorological disaster. But make it funny. Again. This time on the Oscar should have gone to the best comedies of the 2000s. And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to. Okay, here we are, Craig. Hello, hello, hello. we're here. We're still here. on Zoom. Still, still in hell. on Zoom. Still in hell. Except now it's now the heat Somehow is on. Hell got worse. Somehow hell got worse. Hell got. Worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are making our way through Dante's Inferno. Yeah. And um, um, is I've... that, Megan, is that, I'm pretty sure I can see Judas <laughs> and Brutus and Cassius. And Cassius. Yeah, yeah, they're right behind you. Which, I mean, the good news is we've made it to the seventh circle. Oh, my uh, God. Uh, I just want to be chewed up by the devil himself. These are some real, yeah. this is some real deep literary references. Yeah. Um, yeah, I it's and it's hot now in LA. Mm-hmm. It is. I took a walk this morning with my dog to go get coffee with my mask on, and um, I was like, "It's fucking hot." And here's the thing that like nobody likes wearing a mask. It sucks, you know. Yeah. we get it. But you know what's even worse is wearing a mask when it's ninety degrees out. Yeah, not great. Not great, Bob. Um, I temporarily went back to work and we would have to wear, you know, a mask all day at my job. Um, and one day I was asked if I wanted to pick up a shift. I was working on a Thursday and then I was working on Saturday and they asked if I wanted to pick up a shift that Friday. And I was like, I honestly, I don't want to wear a mask for eight hours, three days in a row. Yeah. Like, so I'm not, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Um, but it's a, it's a non-issue because uh, we shut down again. Mm. So that's where, that's where we're at here in Los Angeles. Um, so if you're out there and, you don't believe in wearing masks. Um, Go fuck yourself. Stop, just stop listening to the podcast. Like, um, we'll we'll get by with 180 people listening instead of 180. Craig, uh, Craig, you have more than that. Um, so this week, uh, we thought that uh, you know, a couple, uh, maybe a month and a half ago or so, we did uh, the best comedies of 2010s. And uh, the way things lined up, we weren't able to uh, watch a ton of movies and get another year in. So, um, Which is a shock, considering yeah, I don't know what we're never, doing with our lives. Yeah. Um, so we thought we'd do uh, something similar, but do it for the uh, 2000s. So 2000 to 2009. Da. Um, so, you know, if you guys need a, need a break from, again, um, the hell mouth that we live inside <laughs> of... Um, you can find, you know, one of these uh, comedies, go go laugh to yourself for an hour and 45 minutes and then re-enter, re-enter the world. I'll say this, and this is honestly uh, pluses and minuses, guys, because um, it they are all really enjoyable, and I watched a bunch, and they made life a little bit better 
but also a little bit worse because you realize like I we don't we can, we're gonna talk I think a lot about about I think a lot about this but they don't Hollywood doesn't make good comedies anymore or mm. I guess what am I trying to say I think the thing that watching a lot of these and going back and revisiting these years uh 2002 through 2009 is there's no room anymore for a 30 million dollar movie stuff that right. gets made now is either Indie underground, like, you know, $10 million small little movies, or they're a fucking Avengers movie. It's $200 million yeah, it's 200 and million. it's a fucking yeah. Marvel movie. There's right. no middle ground, and it's such a bummer because those are the movies that I want to rewatch. Those are the movies that I enjoyed so much growing up. And I don't know when we made that decision that, like, you know, maybe once a year we get, like, a Rebel Wilson, like, cuckoo bananas crazy whatever movie yeah, that's not that's very, that doesn't appear very to me. bad yeah that's yeah. very bad but the the comedies with some sort of heart and something like you know t- some that are actually really funny but also have like character development and like whatever all the, they don't like make those movies anymore yeah i was actually thinking about this because i was like oh i want what's my favorite comedy of 2020 and then i realized I don't know that I've seen one. I don't think I have. I, that I thought was good? Not. No. No. I mean, I'm looking I mean, like Sonic, through my list. Obviously. <laughs> right. Um, like, Like a Boss is the second worst movie I've seen this year. Um, the Lovebirds was not good. Eurovision was pretty much not good. Um, I mean, the closest in terms of a movie I liked, I guess, to calling it a comedy would honestly be The Gentleman. And it's more of like an action comedy. It's just Colin Farrell and Hugh Grant are both funny in it. Well, they did. Ins- um, it did inspire you to buy that hat. Yeah, that's true. So that's one um, thing from the gentleman. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I guess it's Guy Ritchie, and he does like. I have one of his movies not as my. I do have one of his movies as an honorable mention on one of my lists. Um, I am looking forward to Palm Springs, which I think comes out next weekend. Me too. That looks very fun, and again, like it's well, it's it looks so unlike. It, and I guess I don't know what the story. If for those of you that don't know, Palm Springs is a Adam Sandler like uh, Christine Milian and Andy Andy Samberg. Sorry, Andy Samberg. Yeah. Sorry. Christine uh, Milioti. Christine Milioti. Yeah, and when you alum. Here's my here's my question about Palm Springs. Uh, what was the deve- is it was it made to be in theaters or? Yeah, it premiered at Sundance. Okay, so it was yeah. it wasn't like a made to, you know. Screen, I think I think Hulu stream. had bought it at Sundance, but the original idea, you know, unlike everybody except for Netflix, basically, usually they will buy the thing and at least attempt to put it in theaters, theaters. even if at a small market, right? Uh, thing um, for a few weeks before they put it on their service, which I think was the original plan, and then. Uh, they decided just to well. That looks that below. looks good, and it also looks like um, like again, it ha- it's like well, it's a romantic comedy that looks actually yeah. maybe romantic and also funny. They don't. Yeah. We'll talk about this a lot, but like you know, even in this era, this decade, I think it's sort of like this is the dot. This is the the end of the romantic comedy, and what I am struck with is like, yeah, they don't make romantic comedies anymore that are both romantic. They're either like off the wall comedies or there are romances. They don't make things anymore that are both romantic, like when Harry met Sally or whatever. Right. Um, with the exception of, uh, the late great, um, Nora F. Well, 
I guess Penny Marshall is who I'm talking about. Yeah. I guess Nancy Myers still kind of tries to Myers. do it sometimes. Nancy, yeah, that, I'm sorry. Nancy Myers is what I really meant to say because I have yeah. some Nancy Myers. I have a Nancy Myers on my list. So, yeah. Um, do you want to go um, 2009 and back or you want to go 2000 and forward? Um, that's a great question. And one I, I assumed we'd go 2004, but is there a reason you want to go 2009 and back? Nope. It doesn't matter to me. Okay. Let's go 2000 then. Let's start okay. at 2000. So 2000, this was so long ago that Megan and I were still in high school. We were in high school. Sophomores. Um, so I will say there's a couple years on this freshman. list that are, um, I think really strong years for comedy. Yeah. And there were a couple years that were very bad. And 2000 is one of the years, like, for me, I was like, oh, there's one movie here that I considered just a straight comedy. And then, like, wow, I kind of did the same. I disagree. did the same thing I did last time where I did sort of runner-ups. And there were a couple that were like, these are funny movies, but I don't think of them immediately when I think comedy. Like, this is the first movie I think of. I guess that's... Um, but 2000 was one of them for me. I disagree. I had, like... I, I had a hard time dis- deciding. I guess w- one thing I would like to say, spoiler alert for all the, these years, are, as compared to when we did 10 through 19 or whatever, um, 2010 through 2019, yeah. there were a couple years where I was like, what am I going to pick? Right. And every year this year, I was spoiled. I felt spoiled for choice. Yeah. In, the, in a different uh, way. You know, some years yeah. were stronger than others, but... Um, 2000, my pick is going to maybe, maybe be a little bit, uh, uh, I'll go first. Cause it's going to yeah, be, yeah, go ahead and tell us why you chose Shanghai noon. <laughs> <laughs> that is a funny movie, <laughs> but that's not my pick. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite animated movies of all time. And it makes me laugh fucking every time I watch it is the emperor's new groove. That is my pick for 2000. It is a fucking laugh riot. If you've not, it's a lesser Disney it's so funny because there's no like ride or I don't even know that there's like any nod to it in Disneyland. Well, it kind it kind of fell into that category of I mean, I know this film is beloved. Like um I think I've only seen it once and it probably was in like 2002 or something. Um so it's not something that's in but like I know a lot of people our age that truly Ugh. love The Emperor's New Groove. I love this. Um but it fa- fell in this like real fallow period for Disney animation. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, you know, they went Lion King and then you had movies like Pocahontas and Hunchback of Notre Dame and Mulan and that are popular, but I feel like didn't have quite the cultural footprint. Yes. And then things kind of fell off completely in like the like 98, yes. 99 range. And then they and put then, everything into Pixar. Right. Put everything into Pixar and really you didn't see them pick up again until Frozen. Yeah, completely. 100%. Um, yeah. So I think I totally agree with you. I think there's like this huge like kind of gap where people just don't think of any of those Disney's movies and Emperor's New Groove kind of fell at the beginning of that. Yeah. Sort of suffers from it. It's funny because this is one of the earlier animated movies that I remember the um, the voice talent is the voice talent are like celebrities. It's David Spade and um, John Goodman and Eartha Kitt, who's fucking phenomenal. (laughs) (laughs) Why does she even have that lever? It's so funny. And uh, Patrick Warburton. And it's very, um, I think the movie is is sort of like almost ahead of its time. Like a lot of the bits are, they're not, it's not for kids. It's not, it's it's a straight comedy. It's, I mean, there's like obviously like heartwarming moments, but it's right. it's not like 
a, one of the Pixar's that's meant to like up, you know, whatever, or, right. or Toy Story that's like you're supposed to cry and be like super overwhelmed and the, you know, it is just a straight like two two guys learning how to be friends, but it's right. there's so many jokes. It's it's unlike so many other animated movies. It's jokes on jokes on jokes on jokes, and there's callbacks too, which is like a which is seems like a a rare thing. I remember first seeing this movie and being like, wow, these are like some, like a lot of the bits are just like very quality bits that it feels ahead of its time in a weird do way. We know, do we know now the Del Close was a producer on the Emperor's new groove, which is why there's like all the callbacks <laughs> and the, there's like a Herald style to it. It's a deep, my... That's a deep comedy cut. <laughs> yeah. We're going deep with these cuts. No, I like the part where, they all get turned into animals, and he go. And the one guy goes, "Um, I've been turned into a cow. Can I go home?" And she goes, "Yes, you can go." Anybody else? And they're all like, "No, no, no. We're good. We're good." <laughs> it's great. Um, it's a great movie. Uh, See the movie if you haven't seen it. My um, my runners up were Snatch, which <sighs> is the aforementioned Guy Ritchie film. I hate that movie. Uh, which I honestly I have probably not seen in twenty years, and maybe I wouldn't like it anymore. You won't like it. Um. Uh. And then, um, oh, brother, where art thou? Yep, I had that um, down. Yeah, which uh, for whatever reason, like even though even when Coens make straight comedies, I can't consider it just like a straight comedy. I think because there's like such like a heightened yes. directorial force, and it's more almost absurdist rather than you're not like you know other than a few a few moments you're not like yeah. laughing out loud. It's yeah. just more of like the also characters. when I think of Oh, brother, where art thou, which is a movie I like. I automatically just think of the soundtrack first. Like yeah. that's, that's kind of my, uh, I think of like that whole bluegrass yeah. rebirth yeah. that, uh, America had for four months because of Oh Brother Where Art Thou. <laughs> um, but my, uh, Lucinda Williams is, had a, yeah. had re- career, career hopes. And then it was yeah. like, yeah, actually we're not that into it. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Alison Krauss can stick around for the Grammys. So no one's going to actually <laughs> listen to her. Um, my best comedy of 2000 is Best in Show. That's what I thought you were going to say. Yeah. Uh, definitely my favorite of the uh, Christopher Guest movies, I think. Yeah. Best in Show is the best. I mean, there's yeah. Mighty Wind is good. and um, I like Guffman a lot good. as well. But uh, yeah, I think Best in Show is kind of the most complete. Yeah. Um, everyone's just on the top notch. Yeah. And again, jokes on jokes on jokes. Yeah. Like just great quality fucking comedy. Uh, yeah. Also, Bring It On came out this year, which is a fun movie, but not like a laugh. It's true. Right? Bring It On, Miss Congeniality. Yeah. These are all... But again, they don't make... I feel like... I guess Miss Congeniality they do because it's a movie that's just essentially built around Sandra Bullock. But, right. you know, I don't know. These are all enjoyable movies. Maybe is it nostalgia reasons that I look back on that? Although I've seen Bring It On recently and it's still... That's still fun. Yeah. You're not dying probably, laughing, but... It's probably a mixture. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Um, 2001. Uh, should I go first on this one? Well, I know what you're going to say, so go ahead. I um, think. Well, so these were my rudders oh, up. Oh, did you not count this? Continue. Sorry. Oh, I, I mean, I'm just... Uh, my rudders up were Zoolander, mm-hmm. which is funny. Um, the sequel's one of the worst films I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life but the first one is good That's and then great. my other runner-up which i remember i remember seeing in the theater and i think you know it's looked on in a different way now 
uh, because of all the sequels. But the first Shrek is great. (laughs) I guess I haven't seen the first Shrek in a long time. And there's been so many jokes about Shrek that it's difficult to... It's difficult to separate it in my mind. Well, it's, I mean, you've, you've spent so much time looking at Shrek hentai that it's probably. <laughs> Would you fuck Shrek if it meant the end of the pandemic? Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. For sure. I yeah. would. I would fuck Shrek. Yeah. Um, my number one is Wet Hot American Summer. Craig. Craig. I mean. What's my number one? Wet Hot American Summer. Wet Hot American Summer. Wet Hot American Summer. All day, air day. The problem with, so um, I love 30 Rock, and I guess they're doing like a 30 Rock like thing, or maybe not anymore. There's some controversy. <laughs> yeah, the crazy thing is they are doing a reunion episode, but they're all in blackface. <laughs> Which it's like, guys, what did you learn? Here's what, what I, have you learned? What have you learned? Here's what I want to say. Here's what I want to say about bringing shit back. Please don't do it. Like cult faves, like uh, from the early aughts, uh, it's you've you've captured magic, lightning in a bottle, yeah. and if something so, I know it's so. I it's I'm not saying anything that a million fans have not screamed before, but I'm just like it's such a, it's hard not to have my memory of that movie a little bit tarnished by uh you know the shit that they did for Netflix, and I get it, like I get it, I. I get wanting to try and recreate that. But that movie is so perfect in every way. Um, It was never... And I I think probably that that Wet Hot stuff is actually better than the Arrested Development bullshit that they did. Yeah. Um, But... I don't even think I... Arrested Development, maybe... Those first three seasons may be my favorite sitcom ever, and I don't even think I got through the fifth season, yeah, that no. second Netflix season. Nope, me neither. Me neither. I don't think I even started it because I was so disappointed yeah. by the first one. Um, but Wet Hot is, uh, and I and I, it was also funny. I'm sure you were like this too. Like it felt like a secret because like it wasn't. Yeah. You know, it was like a cult cult classic um, that that I discovered in college and. Uh, that movie is so fucking funny. Paul Rudd in that movie is so fucking funny. Yeah. I, I my favorite we'll go with favorite scenes. My favorite scene in that movie is when Paul Rudd knocks all the dishes off the table oh, like he's done sure. eating and he knocks the dishes off the table and then Janine Groffel is like pick it up and he's like <laughs> and it it's like he's just the way he picks up all those dishes just like it's the biggest pain in his ass is phenomenal. I like the scene um, where right after they um, they see um, Michael Ian Scott, uh, Michael Ian Black, sorry, and um, Bradley Cooper making out. Yeah. And then you think uh, they're going to like gay bash them. And it's really they're throwing them a surprise like <laughs> gay wedding. <laughs> and they got him like a, um, they're like, hey, this lounge. is for you. We didn't know. We didn't. It's a chase lounge. We didn't know. We didn't know. We didn't know. Yeah. It's a great movie. Um, it's a great movie. Uh, yeah, Zoolander was my uh, backup. Also, Bridget Jones' Diary is a great fucking quality uh, romantic comedy. It makes best best comedy fight scene. Oh my in god! A film. Of all time. Oh, it's yeah. so funny. It's so just the little kicks that they do at each other. 
Yeah. Um, it's so funny. There's a lot of good stuff in it, and she's so charming and like winning in it. Um, and of course, Colin Firth, all day, every day. Yeah. Um, so that's a good one. I thought you were going to say the Royal Tenenbaums, but you're not considering that a straight comedy. I'm not considering. I mean, the Royal Tenenbaums is one of my very favorite movies. Um, yeah, I'm not considering a straight comedy. Uh, kind of like what we talked about last time. Movies like, I mean, we talked about Grand Budapest. And I had kind of said specifically I wasn't going to do things that were nominated for Best Picture mm-hmm. last time. But this time I sort of decided if I chose it when we did the year as the Best Picture of the year, I wasn't going to do it either. Fair. Um, so actually in 2002, that's going to get mentioned also. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's why I didn't go with the Royal Tenenbaums. Like if I, I love the Royal Tenenbaums, if I want to just watch a great movie, I'm going to put that on. If I want to just laugh for 90 minutes, I'm putting on What Out American Summer, Hell baby. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, also the, the, the other part in when American summer, that's so funny to me that I like, it's one of those movies too, that like you see, you get more, the more you watch it, it, it yeah. improves upon rewatch. I think Yeah. when they come back from the, from going to town after they've done like drugs and shit in town yeah. and they're like, it's always fun to get out of camp for a while. And then they all get out of the car and then just go stand against the <laughs> side of the cabin. Yeah. <laughs> just staring at the wall. <laughs> like, this is. It's great. It's a very fun movie. Um, 2002. This, I thought, was by far the worst year. Yeah, this was the, this was the only year that I came close to being like, hmm. However, um, I'm calling 2002 the year of great Hugh Grant. Hugh okay. Grant, uh, Hugh Grant, let's talk about Hugh Grant, because Hugh Grant is in, in 2001, he's in Bridget Jones' Diary. He, I feel like, this guy has like a renaissance every, you know, seven years, like where he kind of does like he's going to like he did his like foppish British thing. You know what I mean? And right. then in the mid aughts, he he was like a little bit more of like a smarmy, but, you know, still charming British thing. And then now with like Paddington 2 and like he was he's doing a little bit of a darker. I mean, Paddington 2 is obviously not dark, but like he what was a, a very British scandal or whatever. He's a mm-hmm. good actor, and he's so he's watchable in a lot of ways. So, 2002 saw two of my favorite Hugh Grant performances. Uh, one is about a boy, which uh-huh. is not my pick because it's not a straight. There are some funny bits in it, but it's more cringy and a little yeah, bit. I- anything that starts off with with a, you know, a suicide uh, attempt, a suicide attempt, it, it's hard to uh, yeah put that in a straight comedy world. Yes, yes. but the other movie is. One of is a is a movie that people overlook, and I think it is one of the good one of the one of the very good last good romantic comedies, and that is Two Weeks Notice. Mm-hmm. So Sandy Bullock and yep. Hugh Grant are in it, um, and again, I think why I like this movie is they have great chemistry, and so it's actually romantic, like the the way that they end up together and whatever is, is a romantic ending. And it's also very funny. There are really funny bits in it. Uh, Sandra Bullock, like almost shits herself and they have to like pull the car over. And remember that when she goes into the RV and she, it's very funny. Um, there's some good, there's some funny things in it. She's very winning and as is he. And, um, yeah, I like that movie and, uh, they don't make those movies anymore. So two weeks notice. That's that's the pick. Two weeks notice is uh two weeks notice is my pick. Good, a good funny 
romantic comedy that's actually romantic, that's actually funny, that two very likable stars, uh, I enjoy it. It's like a warm, warm glass of milk, yeah. which actually sounds gross. Yeah. Um, so the movie I'm not putting, even though I, it's probably the movie I find funniest from 2002, but it was also my pick for best movie, is Adaptation. Right. Which is um, funny, but... Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the movie I'm going to say, and I'm going to admit I have not seen this movie in 17 years, but I saw it like twice in the theaters, and I would guess it probably does not hold up in any way at all. Oh, now I'm curious. But that's Undercover Brother. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I've seen Undercover Brother. Who's in it? It's uh, Eddie Griffin, and he plays a um, under. He plays like this, like like I don't even know how to describe this movie. Um, it's sort of like he's like sort of like a spy, but it's sort of like a a play on black exploitation movies. Um, Neil Patrick Harris is in it. Okay, I think I remember this. I think I remember yeah. this. <laughs> um, okay. Again. Probably does not hold up very well. Um, at the time, I remember thinking it was very funny. Well, I'm glad that you said that because after the next year was when I, well, I started to say, I started to look back on all the, the, the uh, movies that I had picked and think, this is, these are very white. It is yeah. funny because it's something that I didn't think about at the time as a white person, but it is, man representation is so important. And in all these movies that we've talked about, with the exception of Undercover Brother, they're all, and Bring It On, I guess, has some uh, people of color in it. They're all very white. Oh, for sure. I'm trying to see. I don't even have a runner-up in the rest of the way through. Uh, There's like... One movie that I think even has like black secondary characters in it. Yeah. No, I'm looking at one uh, movie but I mean, with one black person. Yeah. yeah. 2003 is kind of uh, where the whole, I mean, I'll, we can start with 2003. Um, I didn't choose it, but 2003 is when Old School comes out and that kind of starts the whole frat pack yep. movies, mm-hmm. which then leads into that Apatow's sort of part of, and then it, kind of turns into the whole Apatow generation of movies, right. which obviously is like a very specific 25 to 35 year old white man, yep. Uh, yep. white men in a group. Oh, I guess I, there's, there's a, two movies on this list that have like a black secondary character. Yeah. In them. Well, and even, and we talked about wet hot, um, which is David Wayne, David yeah. Wayne also that that movie kind of gave rise to that also that school of comedy which was a little sure. bit more underground a little bit more sort of absurdist but the two yeah. so, the two over they overlapped a bunch like yeah. Paul Rudd for example goes back and forth between right. them all but in the you know the state that David Wayne obviously like was a part of that wet hot kind of came out of there I don't believe were any black people in the state no um, and like Carrie Kinney was like the only like the girl. woman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so 2003, my runners up were old school, uh, which is funny. I haven't revisited in a long time. Um, a movie I remember thinking was funnier. Um, and this would maybe be my pick if I was just picking like movie that makes me laugh the hardest is bad Santa. 
Oh yeah, I know people love that movie. I never really it was never like totally my cup of tea, but I know people like Maddie loves yeah. that movie. Um, but my pick for the best comedy was Jordan Morris's pick for the best movie of 2003, and that's School of Rock. Oh, that was one of my runners up. Yeah. Yeah. That was Jor- Jordan picked that as the best movie there. Yeah. Jordan Morris. Um I just think it's uh, I think it's very funny. Yeah. I just think it's also the most complete movie of those three in that um it has a little more to it, but not in the way that it's like awardsy or like it's, you know, I guess when Link later made it, I'm sure they were looking, you know, for some heartwarming moments in it, but yeah. I, I don't think it's um, you know, again, it's not like a Toy Story three or something. It's not like trying to make you cry. It's right. Just, it just, yeah, yeah it, ha- it has a nice message. Uh, yeah. My 2003 pick is, um, we talked about Nancy Myers, and this is my favorite Nancy Myers movie, and that is Something's Gotta Give. Um, uh-huh. I love this movie. This movie, actually, I watched very recently because it was on TV. Um, and it's almost like a trope now, the, the idea of like the houses and, you know, like they're so beautiful and perfect and blah, 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 the whole thing. But the scene where she, Diane Keaton, where he, where Jack Nicholson breaks up with Diane Keaton or whatever, he, she sees him out with the girl and she is writing the play about him and is laughing and then crying and whatever, the laugh, cry thing, that montage is an, is an all-timer. For, it's like one of the greatest comedic performances that just that montage is so fun and so good um, and makes me laugh a ton every time. The rest of the movie isn't like laugh out loud, ha ha, like crazy hilarious. But again, it's like it's a really quality rom-com for me. Yeah. And also starring, okay, hey, yes, they are white, but people a little bit older, which is nice to see as well that, you know, yeah. people over 40. And I love Diane Keaton. Um, yeah. Yeah. 2003, pretty good year. Yeah, pretty pretty decent year. Also, How to, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days came out that... I know people love that movie. That's not my... No. That's not your rom-com That's bag. not my rom-com bag. You know what it is? I don't like blondes. Oh, right. And Matthew McConaughey, that, that, that like, southern blonde guy, not for me. Sorry, like, Josh Lucas. Yeah. Take a hike. Sorry. Get... Well, Josh... Josh Lucas has been told to take a hike by, <laughs> I think, a variety of people, including his own wife. I think there's some 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 drama going on. Guys, Google it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, 2004. I will say my movie and my two runners up probably are all like within my top ten comedies of the decade. Agree. I'll go first. I bet. I bet we have the same three movies this year. So this is right. So my suspicion is the same three movies the, that are the best. I'm going to tell you what my pick is, and then I wonder if it's the your pick. My pick for 2004, Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead was one of my runners up. Shaun of the yeah. Dead. I love Shaun of the Dead. I fucking yeah. love Shaun of the Dead. It's my. I think it's that's my. Not I think that's my favorite Edgar Wright. Uh, oh, for sure. Movie, for sure. Um, Hot Fuss is good. I don't, I didn't like At World's End. The World's End, yeah. It's, it's not very good. Um, but Shaun of the Dead is uh, super fun and funny. Um, but I, I'm sure one of, your favorite's going to be one of my backups because I have two backups. So my other runner-up is Mean Girls. Mine too. Yeah. And your pick is? Anchorman. Oh. Oh, Wow. No. no. What, did we, what did you think it was going to be? America. 
America, America, fuck yeah. Oh, Come that's good, too. To save the motherfucking day, yeah. I thought it was going to be no, Team America, World Police. No, Anchorman, I saw with my friend Brittany. We went and saw it, and we laughed so hard we went and saw it again the next day. Anchorman is really good. It's one of the, it's the last movie I saw three times in a movie theater. Wow. Wow. The only, the only other movie I think I've ever seen three times in a movie theater um, finished just outside of this because I think it's a 99 movie and that's Drop Dead Gorgeous. Wow. Here's my, Anchorman's great. Um, it's very funny. There, we're going to get to it later in the list, but I have a very, I, my very favorite Will Ferrell overshadows all the other Will Ferrell. Everything else kind of gets a little bit lumped together for me because right. the Will Ferrell that I have as my favorite is I like so semi-pro. much more than everything. It's semi-pro. It's semi-pro. <laughs> yeah. You got it. <laughs> you got me. Jackie Moon. Uh, so that so Anchorman is 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 one of is my not lesser Will Ferrell. It's also it's yeah. probably the second best, but. Um, yeah, I, I like. Yeah, I like that movie. Again, just, Shaun of the Dead and Mean Girls are both more complete movies. Anchorman just makes me laugh. Anchorman and What Hot American Summer are my two favorite. Like, if I wanted to, like, just laugh, yeah, those would be the two movies I would, would put on. Um, Team so. America, I would, I would say you will laugh a lot. There's also a lot that's, uh, that doesn't hold up. That's like <laughs> I know that they're trying. I mean, obviously, it's. It's Matt. Now listen, Team America is one of my favorite comedy scenes of all time. Is it the puppet sex scene? Oh, it's actually the puppet uh, throwing up over and over. Like, oh yeah, when the puppet just like throws up for like ninety seconds. Yeah. <laughs> I like I, the song. My favorite song in that. There's a lot of great songs, but Pearl Pearl Harbor sucked, and I miss you. I miss you more than what is it? Michael Bay missed the point. <laughs> That's an awful lot, girl. That's a great song. Um, it's very funny. There's just like a lot of the stuff in the the Kim Jong Il stuff in the in the middle is it doesn't work as well, but yeah, there's some funny stuff. Matt Damon. <laughs> um, okay. Two thousand five. Now I'm going to be interested to see what you say. I this. This year I thought was like between two movies for me and I went with one, but I could just as easily tomorrow go with another. Um, And I thought there were actually several really good comedies this year, but there were kind of two that make me think of comedies from 2005. Okay. Well then go ahead. Um, um, So I want to give a mention to kiss, kiss, bang, bang. That's was on my list too. Um, which is, uh, which is a great film, but I feel like a lot of people didn't see. I also want to mention, and the whole movie's not great, but Tristram Shandy, A Cock and Bull Story, which is Steve Coogan, Michael Winterbottom directed it. Okay. There's a scene in the I movie don't like where he... Steve Coogan is the Well, is the here's problem. the thing. It's not the whole movie. There's a scene in the movie where he drops a hot chestnut down his pants. <laughs> that is amazing. It's just an amazing <laughs> bit of physical comedy. Um, so my other runner-up was Wedding Crashers, and I chose 40-Year-Old Virgin, but you could, I could flip them also. I like, chose 40-Year-Old Virgin, and my, run, my runners-up were Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which is very funny and, and great, but not a laugh, right? The 40-Year-Old Virgin is, and Wedding Crashers. Yeah. 
Wedding Crashers, who I want to talk about Wedding Crashers for approximately an hour. Here's my thing about Wedding Crashers. Interesting. It, it's, Listen, we should point out there's a lot of things in a lot of these movies. Yes, there we go. Already 15 years later. Are so dated. Would not, would not last, would not be in these movies. Anymore. Yeah. It's so funny. I, I, a, lot of, a lot of these comedies when I was like, oh, I want to rewatch a bunch of this. What I, I, I rewatched some stuff and like um, beyond the, this, these 10 years being very white, a lot of gay yeah. jokes. Yeah. Both lot these movies have jokes. like big like gay panic yeah. like sections that you're like, that probably shouldn't have been okay. That wasn't okay 15 years ago. And it's definitely not okay now looking no. at it. And that you know how I know you're gay? You know how I know you're gay? You know how I, Yeah. Like it is a funny bit, but it's also like it, just because the two guys are fun doing it, and I know right. and and also you know that here's the other thing too. Rewatching that is less offensive to me than watching some of the shit in Wedding Crashers because Vince Vaughn is a dick. Right. And you know he probably does really have yeah, the some Vin, of that the Vince Vaughn uh, the Vince Vaughn stuff with the brother. Yeah. Um yeah, I feel like holds up, even though you would think on its face the you know I know you're gay just because it's so blatant. There's something even worse uh, worse about the wedding crashers stuff. Agreed. Not that either of them are okay, um, but yeah, yeah, I think agreed. Just because of because what we know, there's also like an under like I also feel like there's like an undercurrent of violence. Yes, towards the brother uh-huh. um, from Vince Vaughn. Like if you know if I wasn't fucking Isla Fisher, I would like just beat the shit out of this guy right now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she is so funny in that movie though. She, like she's such a fun, that's such a fun character. I remember when Trisha, uh, Olds and I were working at club Monaco on fifth app club, club Monaco in college, the flagship on fifth at the time. And, um, we hated it. And mm-hmm. like literally before the premiere, like it had been in theaters, but she was going to some like the MTV Movie Awards or whatever, because no one knew who the fuck Isla Fisher was when that movie came out. And she came into yeah. Club Monaco to get some clothes to go on some like press tour or whatever. And um, we were like, You were so funny, like freaked out over how great she was. And um, she was like, No, I'm, I'm not. Wait, she's British, not Australian, right? No, she's Australian. She's Australian? Oh, I can't do yeah. that. I can't do that. No. Um, as opposed to my British accent, which is flawless. Yeah, 40-Year-Old yeah. Virgin is really funny. And again, it's also, I mean, again, this is the Judd Apatow thing. And he got more and more serious, I think, later on. But but this movie is, um, this movie's uh, both, like, jokes on jokes on jokes. And also, you know, you really, you root for Steve, uh, Steve Carell. Steve Carell, yeah. I mean, and it should be pointed out for how white and male these comedies are. I would argue that the two funniest supporting performances in 40-Year-Old Virgin are by Leslie Mann and Elizabeth Banks. Yeah, 100%. Agree. Th- those are two of the funniest scenes, for sure. I hope you got a big trunk. Because <laughs> I'm going to put my bike in it. <laughs> hey <laughs> and, um, and also the woman that, when, that waxes him. Where, yep. when she, the way she laughs maniacally about uh, like, <laughs> at waxing him is also very funny. Um, 2006 is the year of my favorite Will Ferrell movie of all time. And that's uh-huh. <laughs> Talladega Nights. 
Ricky Bobby. Ricky Bobby. Hey, I'm Ricky Bobby, and if you don't chew big red gum, then fuck you. <laughs> that movie is so funny. The dinner table scene where they're talking about praying to baby Jesus is so funny. Um, and also John C. Riley. That's like that. That like started his right. Kind of started his, which actually is maybe not. I mean, kind of like people being like, "Oh, this guy is a great comedy actor." Exactly. Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he but is. They really... already knew that. So he originally, I think this is true. They originally, he, I guess he, he knew those guys. I don't know how, um, but they originally wanted him to be um, champ an anchor man. Oh, really? Beckner role. And he couldn't do it. Like scheduling, it just didn't, he was unable to do it. Oh, wow. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Um, I would have liked him. I don't love Dave Keckner, so I probably would have no. actually enjoyed him more. He's he for me is the weak link of those four guys. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. That's interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's very uh, funny in it. And, um, what's her face that's married to Sam Rockwell is pretty funny too. What's her yes. name? Um, let, her name let, is Leslie Bibb. Leslie Bibb. Yeah. Leslie Bibb. Um, I think that's probably the right choice. It's not what I put just because I was thinking back to 2006, although then I, in just talking about it, I remembered I rewatched the movie I picked sort of recently, and a lot of it does not hold up that well. Um, my other runner-up other than Talladega Nights was The Breakup, which I think is actually a better movie than people remember it being. Okay, so I have not seen, I remember seeing this movie in theaters and being disappointed. So I'm It was curious. marketed wrong, because I think it sort of was marketed just as like a straight up comedy comedy. Yeah. And I think it has a little more heft to it, but I, I think the funny moments, not particularly Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston, but all the supporting people in it. Yeah. Um, like Judy Davis, who plays her boss is amazing. Vincent D'Onofrio, believe it or not, can be very funny. He's like so funny. I believe it. Vaughn's brothers. Sugar water. Um, I believe and it. And then, um, what's his name from the, uh, from is it michael hitchcock from he's in like waiting for guffman and or not waiting for guffman he's in best in show but he plays jennifer aniston's brother and oh yeah the guy that's married to parker posey in best in show right no No? so that's he's he's one of the um he's married to michael mckean in best in show okay but i can't i'm forgetting his name right now because i think but he's they do uh lose yourself yeah at the table. I get that. Very funny. Um, I put Borat. Oh, Borat was in 2006. Yeah, Borat's funny. Yeah. Um, my the, the way I would always judge people by Borat to see if they uh, were... Oh, I know like, what you're... I feel like you said this on the podcast, but continue. Yeah. Would just be, I'd ask people, you know, what's the funniest part of Borat? And if they tried to be like, oh, it's definitely when like he like tricks those like frat boys. And it's like, no, it's the five and a half minute nude wrestling scene. Yeah. 100%. Like, when his, when, when that guy's balls go on his face, that's the funny yeah. part. Yeah. Yeah. And the part where he tries to steal Pamela Anderson, which is pretty yeah. funny too. Um, uh, yeah. But I think, I think if I rewatched all three of those movies right now, I think Talladega Nights is probably the correct answer actually. I think so. It's very, uh, it's very rewatchable. Um, now it's funny to me because the next three years I didn't have a lot of backups. Like I see the devo- devolving, the devolving of this year. Oh, it's so interesting. So 2007, 
I had a bunch of movies. I mean, I had a clear number one, but there were a lot of things that I thought could get mentioned. Well, let's hear it. Let's hear your, let's hear your, your picks here. So these were just some things that I thought should be mentioned. They weren't even necessarily my runners up the Simpsons movie in 2007. Um, I gotta tell you, I'm not a Simpsons. I I think this has been documented. Not a Simpsons fan. Yeah. You don't like Simpsons. Hot Rod. Um, which is an early Lonely Island movie, which is pretty funny. I actually didn't even have Knocked Up as one of my top three. Wow. Um, yeah. Although there's a lot of stuff in Knocked Up that I think is funny. I had Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz or Knocked Up, honestly, could be there. My top two, my runner-up is Walk Hard. The Dewey Cox story? The Dewey Cox story. I don't um, think I ever... I got to tell you, I got to make an, uh, an admission. I don't think I ever saw that movie. I know people... There are people that really, really like it. Um, it's I feel one of like those that's movies something that I have to watch. I also think that movie gets better with uh, subsequent viewings. Okay. Um, I think it's just like a really uh, well-done parody of that kind of movie. And some of the songs in it are really good. Hmm. Like the song he sings at the end, I think is just like straight up like a good song. A good song. Yeah. Okay. Um, but my number one is super bad. Um, I actually, I, I toggled between Knocked Up and Super Bad because to me, they are sort of two sides of the same coin. Yeah. Um, I feel like Knocked Up, I feel like Super Bad is like baby, I called it like baby Knocked Up because it's like, uh-huh. you know, those kids will later become the, you know, whatever. And right. the story obviously is that Seth Rogen and Evan Peters, is that his name? No, Evan, um, I'm not going to remember it. Whatever. Um, Evan Goldberg. Evan Goldberg. Evan Goldberg. Um, Seth and Evan wrote uh, super bad for themselves. And then by the time it got made, they were too old old. for it. So that's why uh, he's a cop in it instead. And so knocked up, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, that makes sense to me that he would, um, uh, I don't know, be the lead in that movie. Ultimately, I picked Knocked Up as my favorite of that year, I think. But I, but I w- will say it's been a while since I've watched both Knocked Up and Superbad all the way through. So yeah. I'd be curious to see how I would... I'd be curious to see um, what, what has higher highs for me or, what, yeah. or what's better at this point. Because I could switch them too. Yeah. I think... Um... I'll be honest, I'm not, uh, I, at the time, I didn't sort of get it. I think some of the Catherine Heigl um, blowback for Knocked Up has affected me. I think weirdly for a movie like Super Bad, where the women are the, you know, by far the secondary characters. Yes. They almost have more agency than Catherine Heigl is given in Knocked Up. Mm-hmm. Um, That's fair. As someone who is the co, should be the co-lead of the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I just think Superbad's funnier and, um, yeah, I just love that movie. I love, um, Martha McIsaac, like super drunk. Yeah. Uh, being like, mm, I'm going to give you a blow. Yeah. With <laughs> my mouth or something is what she says. Yeah. Um, it's funny. And, uh, funny. young, young, uh, Emma Stone. Yeah. Uh, Weird. Bill Hader. Cash. Yeah. Good movie. Um, so somebody that's in that movie is uh, McLovin. What the fuck is his name? Christopher Mintz-Plass. Yes. Uh, and he is the 
one of the stars of my 2008 pick that I rewatched this morning and that, yes, has some problematic stuff in it, but is a fucking riot. And I, this is one of my favorite of the, of the decade, and that is Role Models. Friend of the podcast. Actually, no, he has not been on the podcast, but Armin Weitzman is in this movie <laughs> in a very brief cameo. Yeah. There are a lot of, like, gay jokes. There, it is such a funny fucking movie. It is so... I, it's a very specific moment of time. Fucking Sean William Scott is very funny. Like, he, I, he got... I think that, that that guy got really steamrolled into, like, kind of doing... I mean, he does play, like, the dumb guy in this, but he is so... He, it's just very funny. We just watched the scene where he's like, Elizabeth Banks is like, I think you guys are going to have to go to jail. And he goes, question, this might be a dumb question, but is, is there, is the get out of jail free card, is that based on anything? <laughs> and then Paul, it's just like, it's very funny. It's a very funny movie. And um, I think it's been kind of lost to time in a weird way. Like that, there's a lot of bigger movies that year flashier movies um that overshadow it but uh by far role models is my favorite movie of that year interesting Mm -hmm. so that i had as one of my runners up and then i kept looking and i bumped it but it's it's like it's right there like i think it's a really funny movie the two runners up i have are forgetting sarah marshall and tropic thunder um, and Tropic then, Thunder is, t- is, is really good I don't love forgetting Sarah Marshall I think there are some yeah. funny moments But I don't give a fuck about uh, I don't Jason Siegel for me Doesn't do it Doesn't do it uh, And, 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 and I, Chris and Bell they didn't They just that character so unlikable um, the, uh, the movie for me that I remember being so excited for that year um, Which was never even consideration Is Pineapple Express Right which I think like just kind of didn't work. No, um, there's like some funny stuff. Like Danny McBride's very funny in it, but yeah. um, Danny McBride is again. He's so funny in that. He's so funny in Tropic Thunder. Yeah, he's such an interesting character. He's because to me, he's is kind of like a actually. Role Models has um, Jane uh, Lynch in it, and yeah. and that was like her breakthrough thing. And it's I think Jane Lynch and Danny McBride are in the same category for me a lot of the times where it's they're sometimes foods where it's like I don't need a whole movie or, or like built around these people. Right. But when they do the thing that they do very well and they pop in and do it for a few scenes, it, it steals the show. Although I'm going to say that that's absolutely not Jane Lynch's breakthrough movie because she's a oh, she's the in, boss in 40 year old virgin yes, and she's I'm in sorry. best in show and she's in best in show i'm sorry no. you're right you're right that's i'm completely incorrect <laughs> yeah um my favorite movie of 2008 is step brothers yeah there's some funny bits but i all in all i don't think it works i'm oh, sorry that's such a bad opinion that's sorry. the one that's i don't see how you can think talladega nights is incredible and don't like Step Brothers. i do like, I like Step Brothers. i do like i think there are very funny bits in it but i don't like it as much as so funny richard jenkins richard jenkins is great as is um so funny adam scott well adam scott and Catherine Hahn. Catherine Hahn. Catherine Hahn. No. step brothers yeah. is good step brothers yeah. is good i like step brothers yeah I like Step Brothers. That brings us to 2009. Easy. And see, it wasn't, there's a movie that I feel like everyone would, and then I was like, I, I'm going to surprise people with 2009, but you go ahead. You know what, Craig? 
I started with an animated movie. I started oh, the decade okay. with an animated movie. I'm ending the decade with an animated movie. And it's one of my all-time faves. Maybe even more than Emperor's New Groove. Cloudy with I don't even know. Meatballs. Cloudy oh. with a chance of meatballs. Cloudy with a chance such, of meatballs. Such a pick that I was not expecting at all. Really? Yeah. Oh, I love that. This again, just I, like No, I know that you do. I just had forgotten. Um I had forgotten. The sequel is uh, like we said with the what other sequel we were talking about. Oh, Zoolander. Zoolander. Uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2 is unwatchable. Couldn't even get through it. But the original Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs is so fucking cute and so fucking funny. It's jokes on jokes on jokes. And, uh, you know, there's even more of a heart to it than Emperor's New Groove, I think. Uh, it's a great movie. I love that movie. Yeah. A lot of jokes ahead of its time, too. Yeah. Um, my runners-up were, uh, it has to be mentioned, It's I think it made more money than any other comedy of the 2000s, uh, The Hangover. Mm-hmm. Um, in the Loop. Oh yeah, the Armando Iannucci Very movie. Very British. Yeah, um, but my number one is I Love You, Man. Oh yeah, I saw that again, on my first date with my husband. Oh, I again, you're not a. I know you're not a Jason Segel person, um, but uh, who doesn't love Paul Rudd? I do love Paul Rudd. Yeah. I do love Paul Rudd. I don't love Jason Segel, but I do love Paul Rudd. Slap at the bass. Was it weird seeing your ex-boyfriend in a film <laughs> on your first date with your now husband? Honestly, a little bit. It was a little strange. Uh, my ex-boyfriend, of course, being Paul Rudd. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we got through it and uh, eventually got married. Not me yeah. and Paul Rudd. Yeah. Me and... Well, after your breakup, like the, there was no going back. It was a messy. No, it was very uh, contentious for sure. Yeah. He just w- did not want me to leave. He was like, please. <laughs> yeah. And you were like, I need to be my own person, Paul Rudd. I need wings to fly and you're clipping them. You're and you also them. said, I am aging rapidly and you do not <laughs> You <age."> are. <laughs> it, it would be a problem. Being with Paul Rudd would be a problem. It would, yeah. it would make me angry. I don't understand. I don't understand. He's been in a lot of, if we're counting like your, so you have stepbrother. Well, he's not in pop, stepbrother, sorry. But he's in, uh, what movie were you so, talking about? How many, how many of these movies is Paul Rudd in? A lot. Okay, so. Wet Hot. Wet Hot. He's not in my 2002, but I don't remember. Anchorman. 40-Year-Old Virgin. Mm-hmm. He's in... Uh, and then, I Love You, Man. He's in, he's in Role Models. You said, you said Role Models. Mm-hmm. You said Knocked Up. Is he in Knocked Up? Yeah, he's one of the... One of the friends? Leslie Mann and... Paul oh, Rudder. I'm sorry. He's married to Leslie Mann, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, a couple movies that just got mentioned that he's also in, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Bridget Jones's Diary. No, wait, sorry, that's Hugh Grant. What is happening with me? I'm fine. Everything's <laughs> Paul Rudd. Fine. Paul Grant. Rudd is the American 100%. Hugh Grant, right? Yeah. Kind of. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is kind of what he's in. Yeah, he's in a bunch of these. He's in a bunch yeah. of these. He's a funny guy, likable guy. Likeable, likeable guy. Guy. Although, whenever you guy. hear, whenever you hear, um, 
he's always so like he's not that fun in like uh you know interviews and stuff i don't know why i'm um i've liked some of his uh, i don't think i've seen him do an interview recently but i have seen him be very charming in interviews yeah i guess he's charming i guess you you just expect to be you expect like he is so funny and you i'll never i remember him telling a story about him and his wife a disgusting story about him and his wife both getting food poisoning and like i feel like one of them like threw up on the other one I think it was on The Daily Show he was telling the story. Food poisoning is um, tip. The good news is, um, you know, the only way you're going to get food poisoning is if you prepare your own food incorrectly because no one will ever eat at a restaurant. No, of course not. No. Uh, I don't think they will. By the time this airs, maybe, question mark, tomorrow, uh, they won't exist anymore. Yeah. I think that's... They'll be gone. They'll be in this country. You know, they'll be... In this country. We'll just have to go... It'll be such a fun novelty to go abroad and be like, oh, we can we can eat out. Yeah. At a, at a place with tables where they bring you things. Maddie Love is bringing... Having sodas brought to him. He's like, I just want to... I just want someone to keep refilling my Diet Coke. That's like the, his dream. You don't do that for him? The dream is died. No, fuck no. Hey! No, I would have done it for my old boyfriend, Paul Rudd. Yeah, well, you did. And then one time you brought him the wrong soda, right? And that's kind of what... Yeah, and that, that was the beginning of the end for us. Yeah. R.I.P., R.I.P. Brought him a Mr. Pibb instead of a Dr. Pepper. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, these were all... Uh, listen, this was a treat to take a trip down memory, memory lane and look at all of these older movies... All of made which, me want to go back and watch a lot of them. It made me want to go, to go back full stop. This period. Just yeah. to this period, which I got to be honest with you, not a great, not an awesome time for me. I right. uh, had a real, I was really struggling with my look, um, mm-hmm. as I think you remember. Uh, and um, I was like desperately poor. So, right. you know. Not that great of a time, and yet I think I would still pick it. Over right now? I can't <laughs> imagine why anyone would choose any other time uh, over right now. Oh, my God. What are we um, going to do, Craig? What are we going to do? Know. Meg, do you have anything uh, Anything you want to plug? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you going to ask me about movies I've seen this year? Yeah, you got a favorite? Uh, you got a new favorite movie for the year or favorite no. show you want to talk about? I don't even remember what my favorite. I was thinking about this the last time we recorded like what did i say my favorite movie was i think there was something else beyond birds of prey that i liked i'm that came out this year i still haven't seen shirley i watched um, it's on hulu now for free oh it is now all right no. um i watched uh la- or not last night but the night before a uh, friend of the podcast mike mitchell sent mm-hmm. uh us lobster rolls for the fourth of july and we made them and then we watched, uh, turned out all the lights except in, had quiet except for the fucking fireworks that kept going off. And we watched Casablanca. Um, mm. And man, that movie, spoiler alert, it holds up. It does. It's a very good film. Such an enjoyable film. I hadn't seen it in a while. And, uh, and I went to bed feeling okay. And then, I, and then I, you wake up and then like, remember and then the process begins again of yeah it all repeats itself mm-hmm. what about you have you seen anything good that i i mean I was, i'm gonna watch shirley but anything else 
Um, I haven't really watched anything um, that I super... Oh, you know what I watched that I thought was cute on Netflix is the half of it. It's like a teen... Uh, it's like a teen Cyrano-esque romantic comedy. Um, okay, okay, okay. I don't know if uh, I can take time out of my busy selling, watching Selling Sunset schedule, but okay. Yeah. Um, I watched Miss Juneteenth, which uh, the movie I think is just okay, but I think uh, Nicole Beharie is really good in the main performance. Uh, Have you seen Sometimes, Always, Rarely, rarely Never? Yes, yes, and that was very good. Okay. Um, it's definitely in my top three or four of the year. Okay. Um, That's the other one that I want to watch. Yeah. So. I'm actually looking for, uh, there's um, there's a couple things. First Cow comes to VOD at the end of next week, which I want to see the new Kelly Reichardt movie that opened basically the last week movie theaters were open. Um, and I missed because I was in Europe. Uh, and then Palm Springs, like I said. Um, so there's some stuff. Did you see that they pushed Tenant again? To the 12th, right? Yep. August 12th. Yeah. Yeah. And they pushed, um, the AMC's, uh, another two weeks, which I think AMC is just going to keep watching whatever date Tenet gets pushed to and pushed to two, weeks, pushed before to two weeks before that. <laughs> yeah. Do you, I mean, it's such a weird thing. I'm just like, I don't know what they are, what Christopher Nolan <laughs> and company is expecting to change in the next month, yeah. but it doesn't seem like anything will change in the next month, right? If anything, yeah, it's, well, I mean, it seems like numbers are probably going to be really bad in like two weeks, just by looking out at my courtyard yesterday on the 4th of July. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so I, uh, yeah, I would expect maybe mid September cross, cross fingers, maybe numbers will start going down again. Cause everyone will have had it and, Will it be over a million deaths or something at, at that point? At this point, do we just hope for herd immunity? I don't know. I don't know. How does that work? I mean, I think that's the only way it's going away here uh, because um, Americans' freedom, liberty. Mm -hmm. Should we cut all this? Is this bumming people out? Is this a bummer? Listen, listen they'll enjoy it. Hey, listen, if, if you like this kind of talk, you can follow us at the Oscars <laughs> should have gone to. We don't on. do that. I'm Listen, I'm not... I, I'm not. I'm not adding to the noise online. Yeah. There's. I, yeah. I'm not a scientist. There's nothing I can say other than, just please, just put a stupid piece of cloth over your mouth when you're out amongst people. Just yeah. put a stupid piece of cloth over your mouth and yeah. wash your hands. Yeah. If we all do it for like a month, then maybe we can go back and see movies again. Yeah. And I really want to see fucking Tenant. Come on, guys. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. You're killing yeah. me here. You're goddamn killing me. Yeah. Um, so anyway, follow us at The Oscar Should Have Gone to at Instagram or Facebook, The Oscar Should on Twitter. If you like uh, our 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 hot political commentary. Ooh, so um, hot. Wear a mask. Such a, so, such a so, political statement. So brave. <laughs> so brave. Um, you can uh, rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, we'll be back in a couple weeks, uh, probably with another year at that point. Uh, something in the 60s. So we will talk to you guys then. Thank you so much. Thank you. And goodbye. Bye. <laughs>